0: Hey guys, this is Andre.
1: Hey, this is Stephanie. And this is Table Table for Four. So we're focusing on May, which is the important month. Really, it's all about Mental Health Awareness Month. And what happens is we have so many things that evolve around mental health. This month, when people across all mental health communities, when they join together and they start to help spread that awareness around mental illness, you know, it lets people know that they're not alone. Um there's always a stigma that surrounds mental illness and mental health in itself and it makes right. it difficult for you know so many people to look for treatment and you know and even ask for help at times that they don't think that they even deserve it you know so some of that stigma can cause people to feel shame and you know and to continue with those those struggles and keep it to themselves and sometimes they might even be embarrassed you know I know People can have a hard time looking for help and seeking help from others. And, you know, sometimes they might feel alone in those struggles. And, you know, again, with, you know, the month of May, mental health awareness is so important to highlight, you know, that they are not alone. You know, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, um, there's one in five adults in America that are currently living with a mental illness. And still that stigma still exists, which is super surprising because you would think that people would go out and reach for help. But, you know, that's why it's so important that Mental Health Awareness Month is, you know, it's important. So we have a special guest with us today. She's practically family. Uh, We have Michelle Aguilar today. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Hi. Hi, Michelle. What's going on? What's going on? (laughs) Nothing. It's a beautiful day today.
2: Sun shining. It is. 70 degrees out. Got a tan already. (laughs) She's got a (laughs) tan
1: So Michelle is going to be talking with us today about her experience with therapy and how she felt that her mental health is, you know, just as important as anything else. Um, You know, she's currently 26 years old and she's looking to be a therapist herself in the future. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that and, you know, sharing your experience and, you know, what was your ideas, you know, thinking about therapy and what really gave you the... I'm not trying to see what's the right word bravery or kind of the realization of taking therapy. So, um, Michelle, if you want to just, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself and tell us, you know, what got you into therapy and has it really helped you and, uh, you know, just let us, let us know.
2: Um, I feel like it's like over time ever since going, it's just been like a lot of stuff that I'm like, Oh my God, like, wow, like, that makes so much sense. But anyway, so growing up, I was like, well, one, I just feel like a Puerto Rican household is like insane enough is. Don't even start, (laughs) don't even start. (laughs) It's it's insane in the terms of like, I feel like, well, Hispanic people in general, like, I feel like they're very afraid of their feelings and they don't know how to like express their feelings. So growing up in like my household or whatever, like when I was little, I threw tantrums, like insane tantrums. And so, like maybe like elementary school. then in junior high school, like I just had a nasty attitude, like all the time.
1: Do you still have one? Yeah. I'm just curious. Okay.
0: Like we've never we're, seen we're, it. We're we've never us. seen the attitude. I, I
1: personally have seen it, but not towards me.
0: <laughs> okay, I've seen it, but it's not. It wasn't
1: towards me i was safe in the corner
0: i saw it it towards the brothers
1: yeah that's what i'm saying i've seen it towards them (laughs) but not towards me
2: (laughs) It used to be worse but it's getting better but that's exactly why i'm in therapy anyway but yeah so then like junior high school i had a nasty attitude and then in high school i kind of like shut down and i was like i guess like i would have like panic attacks and i would like really lash out on my teachers for absolutely no reason and then i would just get like really like Sad and just like be in bed all the time. Like my senior year of high school, I missed like 30 days of school because I was just like sleeping all the time. And then in college, it kind of got worse to the point where I was just like in bed for like months at a time, like just not doing anything. Um, and like looking back, I'm like, I never really knew how to process my emotions because like obviously a tantrum is like that's you don't know how to like you don't know where to put your emotions, so you're just like it's just like bottling up and it's just like. Yeah, yeah, it's just like emotions that don't know where to go that are just like lashing out as a tantrum. And then over time, it just kind of got like repressed. And then I was sleeping all the
1: time, whatever. I don't even know where I'm going with this. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: sleeping is therapeutic.
1: I think, I think you, even (laughs) if you go back (laughs) and talk about how you've had the tantrums, right? And you said that you used to lash out on people for no reason. So I guess the first question is, what made you realize that that was something wrong? Like, when did you, when did you pinpoint? It's like, yo, this is, this is not right. Was it because of the sleeping because of the lashing out? Like, what was the turning point for you? Like, yo, this is not, this is not okay anymore.
2: Um, I think like four years ago. So, So the thing with like that, I feel like people always assume that they're going to get better, right? Like you have like periods where you're like really sad because like I would be fine for like months at a time. Then I would get into like these really dark spirals or whatever. And then I'd I'd be fine. So I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like whatever I'd get over it, like fine. And then like four years ago, I was just like really, I was working in a job that I like really hated. I wasn't in school. I kind of like didn't know where my life was going. I was like, I had just like ended things with this guy that I was talking to that kind of like really messed me up a lot. And I just like had no like direction and I was like really depressed. And then I was also working in a bar. So it's like, you're around alcohol you're, you know, you're not doing things that you also,
0: enjoy.
3: All, whole, the, your, temptations all the temptations yeah. were
2: there. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like also like drinking kind of amplified, like it's been a depressant. So it just made things so much worse. And I just remember like being in my bed for like, Oh, I think I had called out of work one day. And I just, like, the thought of, like, going into work was, like, so, was such a burden. And so, like, I couldn't get out of bed. I, like, was having a panic attack about even thinking about, like, getting on the ferry and going to work and then having to deal with people. And I was just, like, I can't do this. Like, I called out of work for, like, three days. And I was, like, I don't even care if I got fired. Like, I I just, I can't go in. Wow. And I was, like, like, sleeping the days away. And then I just remember, like, being, like, there's like no other option for me. Like at this point, like there's no, I can't like, there, I, if I, I have to get help because like, there's no other option. Like I can either continue this like path, like just sleeping all day. Like, you know, like being like, not, um, not caring about like losing my job. It was just like, I just didn't care about anything. And I was just like sleeping literally. Like I kid you not like 12, 12 hours, like a day. And then I was like, okay, I have to like, do something. And nice. I was like, I was, I'd always thought about therapy and I had looked it up before. But like I said, like you kind of get into that period of like, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Like I had looked it up, didn't really like go into it, just was just like, all right, like that's an option, whatever, fine. And then that point, I was just like, I have to, like, I have to go. Like, there's no other option for me. Cause I, I mean, I was never like, was like suicidal or like wanted to like harm myself or whatever. But I was just like, there are no other options. Like, I, I, ha- I have to get out. Like, because there's no other way that I can like, live like this. Like, my life is going to be put on hold and I can't. You just can't couldn't do it function. Right. You
1: just couldn't function. My first question to you is Did you reach out to your families first? Did you reach out to them? Because you weren't, were you diagnosed at any point at this time both prior to the four years? Did you ever speak to any professional? Were you clinically diagnosed? You know whether it's for anxiety or for depression, did you speak to a professional at that point? No, I didn't No, I didn't speak right to and uh, yeah. and not and not really talking to your family about that, or did they they obviously they saw it right but did you yeah. really talk to them about what were you feeling or what were you not feeling or what were you not able to you know confront with uh, your emotions? or was that hard because or were
0: they part of it of, of you getting stressed out yeah. and, and all the anxiety and the closed off and yeah
2: yeah like my family's not really like super close but like i feel like i always just like kept everything inside or like i would just like be in my room and just like not i would just like chill in my room and not really speak to anyone um yeah i don't know i just didn't really no
1: friends either no friends either to talk to either
2: yeah, no, I feel like my friends were really supportive and, like, I was, like, telling them that I was going and they were like, oh, my God, that's great. But, like, a lot of people don't get it. So, like, for them, it's just like, oh, you're in therapy. Like, why? What's wrong with you? Like, you know, like, it's just, like, it doesn't process in their head. Right, right. Like, but like,
1: I think but, that's the whole point. That stigma is saying that if you are going to therapy, that there's obviously something, something wrong. wrong with
0: like you. Like, you're psycho. Your,
1: and that's not yeah. the like case.
0: psychopath or something, you know. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, that,
1: yeah. I, I wouldn't even use those words. Like, that's not No, even, that's what people think. Well, that's no, the assumption. That's like, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: the assumption, right.
1: And for me,
2: like, I, one, I just feel like there's not a lot, like, people don't really understand what therapy is because there's so many forms of therapy and I don't think that a lot of people know that. Like, for me, the reason why I didn't want, want to go first was because I was like, oh, I don't want to be a meds. Like, I don't want to go to therapy. Like, I don't want to be a meds. Like, that's the stigma number one. Like, right. you can be in therapy, therapy, but, like, not any meds. Like, there's, like, like yeah, what am oh I god, to say? Psychiatric. I psychiatric it, like, i got you girl i got, I got you yeah. i got you i got psychiatrist you. which obviously like provo- like um, prescribe you like medicine and stuff but then you just have like talk therapy like there's so many different kinds of therapy and like i didn't know that and i just had a medic automatically assumed like oh my god they're gonna put me on meds like i don't want to go on meds and like even now like when i talk to people about it they're like oh i don't want to go on meds so I'm
1: like it's not you don't need to be right. on meds to go right to and and again i think you're right that that there is the first thing you have to do is educate yourself on that, right? Educate yourself on what mental, you know, mental health is, right? Mental health is not just only the brain itself, right? The brain is a big old muscle, right? You're working it, you're you're pumping it, you got to do what you got to do to keep it working. But it's the whole self that you have to work on, right? So if you're thinking about therapy, right? You're thinking about emotional, right? You're thinking about physical, you're thinking about all the different components that make the whole person a hole, right? Yeah. So yeah. you can't really think automatically that I have to take medication and that's mm-hmm. the only way to make me better. No, it doesn't work for everybody. In, in some cases, it's necessary. Yeah. In my case, it was. When mm-hmm. I ended up going, it was for me because at that okay. point, I was clinically diagnosed as being panic, anxiety, and depressive and suicidal. So for mm-hmm. me, it was necessary for me. But it's not the same in every case. And I think you made a great point in, you know, making that that statement. Say, hey, you have to educate yourself first about it before you mm-hmm. jump in and think, oh, I got to take medicine right away. That's not the case. That's not the case for everybody, you know. But yeah. I would really love to know, like, what is uh what's an example of a session for you? Do you, do you have like the dark, you know, dark little quiet room? Do, is it bright? Is your therapist crazy? Is she you know she's fun because I know for for my experience I had two different therapists and cool. the first one she was as real as she can get and she used to call me out on my attitude she's like oh no mm-hmm. you're wrong yep she's like oh no yeah. you're wrong and yep. I not I wasn't used to people telling me I'm wrong I'm like I'm not wrong but then like <laughs> that takes practice <laughs> you yep. that? It, why are you why are you agree so it much was, Michelle it was all so fun and games
0: okay. until I went there. Oh, yeah. Steph literally walked out on me. And the therapist, she got mad because the therapist was on my side. On
1: his side. So imagine, <laughs> imagine being told you're wrong. And then on top of it, yeah. the therapist is like, well, you know, you're wrong and he's right. That even, f- even fueled me even more. <laughs> like, are you serious? You're- I'm paying you. You're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> but because she's the professional, right? Yeah. She sees the whole picture. So mm-hmm. she's not going to be, she's not going to be subjective. She's yeah. going to be objective because she's going to see all the different things first, make mm-hmm. a well-informed decision and have a conversation with you. And that is why it's so important when you talk it to a professional. That was, that yeah, was yeah. why I needed that because I can yeah. reach out to my, you know, to my family and friends. But again, like you felt, I felt like they didn't want to understand me or. Yeah.
2: I know if there was the both of you like she's getting both sides she's not just getting like one perspective right. she's getting both sides right, right. That's, I, like,
0: that's why she like, wanted like, me to come in
2: yeah and like when we talk to our friends and like our family like you said like one like I feel like when you like have friends and family, like they could be a little bit biased and like they will not Like I feel like people some people are afraid to just be honest and like say like okay hey you're wrong you know like they're kind of just like sugar coated or like either on the bush and like
1: oh my therapist like isn't sugar coated for me <laughs>
2: No, I'm saying like when you talk to your friends and family about certain things. like 100%. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like it's hard to like get like a perspective, like an outside perspective is so important because like they're seeing things that like you wouldn't really get yourself or like from a friend or like a family. That's why like for me, like, my, friend, like my friends and obviously didn't get it because, like, they're not inside my, like, brain or whatever. And, like, you know, like, my, I'm sure, like, my mom and dad would be like, oh, you're fine. Like, you're, you're
0: fine. Yeah, they only see the facade, you know, they only see the outside. Yeah, yeah. And then we put on a face just to, you know, smile. And yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, everything's cool. You just give a smile and then just keep going about your day. But then deep yeah, down inside, yeah. darkness is brewing. Yeah,
2: yeah. So that's good. That's good. This was like super real and stuff like that. Oh,
0: so f-
1: awesome. What? I, I, I didn't like her at first because of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you met <made> your match.
1: <laughs> I, I did. I, I met my match. No, I'm, I'm truly grateful for her because she was literally my match because she was, yeah. she, was not, she was not trying to hear it. <laughs> she was not. She's like, I'm the professional here. This is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do for you to help you. And I was like, yeah. I was taken back by it. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, <laughs> th- this is going to work. Like, this is going to yeah. work. So if yeah, you they ke- have
2: to like go for parts of ourselves that we don't like, you know. Oh, because that's why to the surface, and then we have to face them.
1: <laughs> and that's the most difficult part. And I think, yeah, absolutely. But what is, what's 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 a session for you? Like, how does that work for you? Like, do you have like? Um,
0: do you feel better? At do the you end feel day? better?
1: Like, do you feel better? Does it help? Is oh, it's, it's like still a, a
0: work in progress, progress. Like you going upset and then you just come out smiling yeah
1: yeah
0: <laughs> like i got it on <laughs> no, my chest
2: for me it's like really weird so like okay well finding her i feel like people think that like when you find a therapist like the first person that you find is going to be the, your
1: match, and it, that's not the case
2: like i know oh, people that have Oh, that's not the case
1: oh no it's not yeah
2: people have gone through like multiple for me luckily like the first person that i had like she's been great so far um but like the the website that I use, which I like, is because it's called like Psychology Today or whatever, and then you can filter out like the issues that you have. Um, like you can filter it out by like religion. You can filter it out by, by just like certain things, like if you want like a Spanish woman, like you know, like all that. So you kind of like click off what you want, like your insurance, whatever, and it filters out your preference. Like if you want a man um, therapist or a woman therapist. So I found her. It was so funny because the first time I looked like it was like probably like twenty six twenty seventeen. 2017. I looked her up and I found her and I was like, oh, I'm going to email her. I never emailed her back. I mean, never emailed her. And then like a year later I had filtered it again. She was there and I was like, oh my God, like this, whatever. Like, let me just email her. So I emailed her. I met with her. Um, it's just like, it's so funny. Cause when you think about a therapist's office, you think of like a long couch.
0: A long couch. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. how I
3: thought.
2: You think of like Oh yeah, a long that's couch the assumption. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you like lay on the couch and you're just like, I sitting there like. That's what the TV shows want to give to you. That's false. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We That's literally
3: what chairs. I thought was.
2: I did not know what to expect at all. So, um, well, she was also like a younger girl. So the, the office was like so cute, like so like small and like was like decor- decorated like a Pinterest board, like so nice. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> My yeah, favorite, was, like, by the way. Perfect. Right? Perfect. Yeah, this is perfect It worked me. out. Um, yeah. And so then I met with her. Um, the first couple of sessions are obviously like always hard. I know when I, like my first session, like I didn't know you just like go in and you don't know what to expect. And then like you come out and you're like, well, Oh my God, I have so many more issues
1: than I thought I did. Girl, um, girl. But, <laughs> that yeah, was the yeah. first <laughs> month for me. I was like, yo, I'm yeah, holding a like, lot of stuff in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm like the first, I always say like the first couple of months for me was kind of hard because like, I like went in with a completely different issue. And then I walked out with like so many more. And like the first couple sessions were like so hard. Like I really debated not going back because I was like, this is like, you really didn't want to go like, back. I would, like for the first like couple of weeks, I was like, this is so hard. Like, I don't know if I could like do this. Girl, if it was then easy, would, like, then everybody would yeah. do it. Huh? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> right. And I think that's the problem. Like people will go through a couple of sessions and they'll realize like how hard it actually is. And then oh, it's going. super difficult
1: super difficult
2: yeah so for me i'm like i well it's also like it's good that she like was kind of my match because like obviously like i'm a bitch so she's a vegetarian like she's i'm very like spirituality based like i'm very like i don't know i'm like sign like like just like signs and like intuition and like she had like quotes about like all that like around her room she had like this book that i had just finished reading like on her like on the coffee table that was like between us and i was like okay this woman is like my She is like my therapist.
1: Just a animal. Yeah. So you guys had like you had like an initial connection that you really didn't even have to look for. It's like oh wow, you have common things, and you know, and you gravitated towards her. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because like, and then she would like at the end of the session, like she had like a bowl of quotes that she would like make me take home, and I like I'm obsessed with quotes. Like I have quotes everywhere. And I'm like, okay, this perfect. This woman is perfect. So I was like, I stuck with her, and like I've been with her for like two years now. Um, but she's good. Like this, the room is like small. It's like it's just like it's just literally like a bedroom, like or not a bedroom, but like a living room, two couches, like a little coffee table in between, like. spiritual. Out spirituality stuff like all over like it's cute i, lo- I love it like i it's I like sage burning and
1: everything right is this a- no, there's <laughs> <a sage>. cleansing, <laughs> cleansing the room <laughs> cleansing the no, room. There's no
2: but like that's important like so you need to first you need to like find someone that you really connect with because if i would have walked in to like a woman that had like jesus quotes all over i don't know i think I <laughs> 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 but no shade but just like you know i just feel like no shade, was, no, it, shade. It
1: no shade no shade no shade just wouldn't I wouldn't have like resonated with oh of course of course it's like anything I I see it this way like you have to have um your go-to list right like you like you're buying a house or if you're if you're trying to go on a date with somebody what are your go-to's right this is this this and this and this is not going to work out I mean I guess it applies the same thing to the therapist because you're going to be spending a lot of time with this individual so, if you guys are not connecting at any level, what's the point? What's the purpose of that? You know, so. Yeah. But I wanna talk about something that might have. What was something of a trigger for you? I know for me, um, when I first initially went into therapy, my trigger for me was a trauma. A trauma meaning mm-hmm. um, when I got very ill, I was in the hospital and. The way that I can describe it, it was back in June of 2015. And, you know, I had a lot of personal things going on in my life in terms of, you know, professionally and um, so many changes people have passed. And so it's just a lot of stress, uh, you know, surrounding all those different circumstances to that point. And it was one day that I literally was woken up. I woke up with this terrible chest pain. And um, the way that I would describe it, it's like a donkey kick right into the middle of the chest. For my nursing students that are out there listening, I, it, it was like the Zig Floyd process, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, moving on. So <laughs> it literally woke me up and I was, I was so scared that I knew something was off. Like, you know, when you can, you know, tell by your body, like your body's telling me, yo, this isn't right, something's up. So I ended up getting to, you know, I, I panicked and I ended up going to the hospital. Thank God the hospital was close by. So, you know, once I got in there and I was describing them my problem and describing to them, you know, this is what's going on. They went ahead and they discovered I had two blood clots on both of my legs. And what happened was the one on my right leg was ready to be dislodged. Now, when you think of blood clots, Obviously, for me, because
0: Aneurysm.
1: aneurysms, you're, th- you're thinking about stroke, de- because I, I'm, that's what I'm thinking, right? Panic mode. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I'm dead. This is it. This is it for me. I'm 26 years old. However, I, however old I was, I was like, I'm not ready to go. So for me, that trauma was really the set, like the, the what set me into that spiral, because mm-hmm. now i'm thinking every time i go to bed i'm not going to be able to wake up from my bed right oh my god then i'm thinking how am i going to be able to do my normal things in life now i was suffering from insomnia now i couldn't go to bed right now i'm up oh my- now i'm not now i'm not sleeping now i'm not functioning now it's like the air, everything is all just downhill from here so how am i supposed to function like that and then mm-hmm. still trying to focus on my family and at that point Andres was trying to transition between jobs, I think. You were, you yeah, were transitioning, yeah, I was, I was right? Trainer, yeah, yeah, you were in training. So, with him training, me going through all of this, him going through that, it, with the kids, it was just so many different circumstances that it just could have yeah. went wrong.
0: And every day, my fear was I would come home and, and something would happen. You mm-hmm. know, that was my fear every day. Yeah, yeah. I had this on top of my head while I was studying mm-hmm. and going to work and, and just not being home as much as. You know, and and all this started when we went camping. You said you had leg pain. Yeah,
1: I had leg pain. Right, right, right. I don't know
0: what's going on. My legs hurt. Yeah, yeah. And then when we came back from camping, that's when all this all started.
1: And for for me, I know that there's there's so many different means of trauma, but for me, that was what, you know, directed me into like these panic attacks and not being able to sleep and then having depression. So I was clinically diagnosed with um not bipolarism. It said, it, they said it was a mix between bipolarism and a mixture of panic attacks, anxiety, and clinically depressed. So, with everything that was surrounding around that, they had to put me on medication because I was yeah. just I was just not functioning. Yeah, but, but then it was even worse. But then, in my case, that the medication worse. made me worse.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm scared. Like that's why. I- it's like a, I mean, it's like meds work for some people and
0: they don't work for others. Right, it didn't work. She, she was like a zombie. Michelle. I was a it, zombie. It was like yeah. I would come home and she'd just be in the bed, like in a trance, and just yeah. staring at the wall, like staring at the yeah. ceiling, staring at the ceiling, and just like, I'm like Steph, babe, wake up, you okay? And then she wouldn't answer me. I wouldn't answer. The kids are like crying and screaming. Like I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, should I even take off from work? I can't take off from work. I'm still in training.
3: Well, you yeah, yeah. I haven't
0: graduated yet, and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my god, like, what, what do I do? Right. And then Ooh, little by little, wow. then she told her doctor, "I'm, I'm, it's to the point where I'm having suicidal thoughts." Yeah,
1: yeah. I was thinking of cutting myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: but I was again, and, I, and I always asked her like, "Did you ever it to harm the kids or me while we were mm-hmm. sleeping and so She said no. Like, and back of my mind, I knew if if I was just gonna go, if I was gonna do it, I would just do it to myself. I yeah. I w- I was I was still in my right frame of, frame of mind but I wasn't and I could still see right from wrong and mm-hmm. I just I told myself I can't hurt you guys if I do it I'll do it to myself.
1: Yeah, that yeah. was always that was always my explanation for everything. So the way that I describe myself is I'm in a, I'm I'm on the couch, right? And life is literally moving but for me everything is in slow motion that's how yeah. that's the only thing that I can describe that I can see everybody you know trying to talk to me and trying to you know reach out to me and I hear my name in the distance it was just yeah. I, my mind was in a fog and i was like it have to be like
2: different kinds
1: or? i went through i went through four different drug therapies and with mm-hmm. each one every and it time side effects. it had the side effects so At this point, there was like, we're going to have to take you off. And it was, it was a matter of, you know, them coming in, stepping in and saying, this is not, this is not going to work. And I'm glad that I went through those steps first, you know, Mm -hmm. because I can't just say, no, 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 I don't want drugs. I needed them. Mm -hmm. You know, I needed, I needed some sort of help in some sort of form. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was more detrimental and it wasn't in my best interest. Because of the yeah, side effects yeah. right but
0: at the same time, like they wanted to give you the generic pills and, and some of the generic pills don't work and they had side yeah. effects instead of the the, the the name brand pills and
1: no 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 there's a misconception when you think about generic and name brand they are basically they have the same chemical components. It's yeah. just a matter of if it's cheaper it uh, they still have the same chemical components but I didn't we didn't know that back then. Right, so yeah, we, yeah. we were assuming oh, you know. I was on four different therapy drug right, therapies. But your doctor
0: told you, oh, maybe they gave you generic maybe this. So the, I don't know,
1: but it was it was a matter pharmacy, of trying you know. to figure out what was work, what would work for me, and yeah. what worked was to get me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was what that was what worked for me, and you know, I know that I made that decision to say, you know what, I need to get off these drugs. I am not who I am. This is Mm -hmm. this person that I'm looking in the mirror. I don't recognize this person. I don't. I don't. Mm -hmm. And my family suffered through that, you know, and it was something that it was hard for me because, you know, I am a mom, you know, I am trying to be, you know, a wife, a mom and, and try to think of how am I going to progress forward? I'm thinking of, you know, if I'm not here, what's going to happen? you know yeah. so all those, all those pressures on me was exemplified like it was like amplified by 20 30 just with those medications alone and yeah. you know I never I never wanted to go to therapy in the beginning mm-hmm. that was not an option for me it wasn't right but then mm-hmm. something like this happened it's like
0: I think the anxiety and depression oh, what caused it was that you could go at any time and your fear of not being here anymore,
1: yeah, yeah, you know, yeah escalated the yeah, whole situation. Yeah,
0: you wasn't ready to go. I,
1: I'm still not, <laughs> but it, it was it was something that you know. I'm thankful that I I did go. I'm thankful that I you know I took it upon myself and worked on myself because I needed to work on myself. And yeah. it's not the same for everybody. Everybody's experience is different, but I'm very yeah. thankful that I was able to, you know, to go take professional help and, and, and get the yeah. help that I needed, you know?
2: Did you talk therapy after that or was it just like they gave you the meds and then it wasn't working and then you were just like done with it?
1: It was, it was a slow, um, I feel, what's, I'm trying to think of the right word weaning me off. Mm-hmm. So it was a set, It was like in in small doses they would wean me off. Okay, this week you're gonna do do this amount, and then the following week you're gonna do this amount. So it was a weaning off system, which it was. Mm-hmm. A, I can see the difference right away. Weaning me off.
0: Yeah, I and saw it too.
1: Yeah, you saw it yeah, too. Yeah, she right? felt
0: like more alive now. Now yeah, she yeah. was like talking more instead yeah. of just staring at the at the ceiling, you know, mm-hmm. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just be like a lethargic caterpillar.
1: And, and that bed. Yeah, that weaning like, 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 process <laughs> like took like about- Like a marvel, just chilling. Oh, yeah. Like, <sh-> psh- <sh-> Thrown in the bed. It was like a pillow, dead pillow. Yeah. And that weaning process took about three months to wean me oh. off everything. Yeah. So they did everything slowly. It wasn't like- And
0: then it was therapy.
1: And then, by then, it was like, all right, now you have to do the therapy session. Yeah, talk to somebody. Now you got to right. talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah.
2: And that helped a lot.
1: Oh, hundred and thirty percent. You you would not catch me talking to anybody about anything in my life because I've always mm-hmm. felt like I've been super private. But now yeah. I'm a chatterbox. I tell everybody about my problems. Girl, you know this happened to me. This happened to me. This. Happened. But the whole okay. thing is, is I, I share my story not because to you know just to show off or anything like that. It's like listen, if if this hardhead, stubborn little person Puerto Rican <laughs> can mm-hmm. do it, you know you could do it too. You know? Yeah. That's what I think. Like I mean, I was like that
2: too. Like I really held everything in. And like looking back now, I'm like, it's so you it's literally like you're suffocating yourself with like all your thoughts. oh and That is such a good word.
1: I couldn't even think of that word. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Suffocating. And yes. Then it's just
2: like you burst. And like for me, like that was like my tantrums probably and like my lashing out. Like I had no other way to like let my emotions out. That it was just coming out in like all these like toxic ways. And, like, now I'm like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Like, I just, like, people just should not model things up. I mean, it's hard, obviously, not to, especially since society is, like, don't talk about your feelings,
1: don't talk about your emotions, like.
0: Yeah, everyone gets offended now.
1: No, I think that's the total opposite.
0: I, I, I do, but, but it, it, like, like she said, like, everyone gets offended now. Like, like you know, we got to watch who feelings you're going to hurt.
2: Oh. Not even that. I just think, like, just emotions in general. Like, for me, like, I would, ne- like, I, I would never, like, talk about my feelings to my parents or like, I mean, I talk to Jen now a lot and I'm just like, oh my God, I would never talk to her like before. Like now I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm in therapy, like everyone should be in therapy and you should like, no, I was like so sad. (laughs)
1: Like Now I'm
2: like, just like, just like, like you said, like I'm just a chatterbox. I'm just like, oh my God. But isn't
1: it a good feeling though? Because you're not holding it in anymore. See,
0: see, but uh, like me and Jen can relate because Jen, which is Michelle's sister, like we're both like Scorpios and we both like hold stuff in and we don't like Mm. to talk. Uh,
2: yeah and that's it it's just bad in general things that I've learned now over time like because you're going to burst at some point like at some point whether it's now whether it's four years from now everything's going to come
0: crashing down and just like ah
2: you know people don't like to talk like journal it out like I know I journaled a lot when I was little
1: Oh, I so did too. Like, I
2: did too. Yeah, like looking back, I'm like, wow, I was like ahead of the game. Like I would journal. All the
3: time. <laughs> I was <laughs> ahead of the game.
1: Write things. I would write. I would literally write like. She was doing back, the like, early I was, blogging. Y'all yeah, didn't know about it. You know, like, it's crazy. because I was like, I had like stacks of journals
2: in my room, and then I would like write things on like a piece of paper and just stick them all over my walls. And I was like, wow, those are affirmations. Like I was doing it. Before school. <laughs>
0: Do you still have those journals, those, those diaries? Oh
2: my god, no! I just threw them out when I moved to Brooklyn because it was just like, oh, and I looked like like, reading stuff. it. I was like, like, yeah, like sad stuff. Like I liked this boy that was in the mall today. Like just dumb.
3: paid
0: no mind to me. I say I waved <laughs> yeah, him. I did just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I them all out. He ignored me.
2: Yeah, I threw them all out. But like, I think just people need to be like, I don't know. I th- I also, just like experiences with like friends and stuff. Like I've just seen them like. I don't know, just like not talk about things. And I'm like, you got to talk, you got to talk it out. Whether it's like with someone, with a friend, like you just have to let it out. Because if you just keep everything bottled up, it just really is.
0: Do you have fun. people that uh, are always trying to try your patience? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got two <laughs> of them. What? No, three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you're you like, just like, it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm not going to slash out of anybody, you know, like.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I.
2: I like, you know, like when people think that like you're in therapy, like people just automatically assume, well, like you're in therapy, like you should be better than that or whatever. It's just like, everything's like a learning process. And like, I mean, I'm learning how to manage my emotions. Like, obviously I'm going to get triggered by certain people or things mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like not an overnight change. Um, but I mean, I definitely still get triggered and I tried to like stop myself. I think just the way of handling it. I don't
1: know, like I said, I'm not perfect. Like people, who is? Yeah, nobody no, is. Nobody is. But I think, yeah, yeah. I think when you recognize your triggers, because I recognize my triggers early, and yeah. that was that was all for the therapist. Like that, I don't give my credit to myself to that. Like she was the one who really pointed out, like this is your trigger, you need to look at it, and you need to talk to it. <laughs> that was what she was. Like. The worst. Yeah. Like, she like, fought, oh, like, oh, I God. hated it. Hated it. <laughs> Because now that that was a part of myself that I, not only did I dislike, now I got to deal with it. I was like, and I have to confront it. I said, that ain't me.
2: Like she's continuously holding you accountable for it Absolutely. And that's the thing.
1: I claim responsibility for my actions. I claim responsibility for my attitude and how I present myself to the world, right? So I think what really confirmed that for me was when andre graduated when andre graduated from his program when i saw how difficult it was for him to have all this mess (laughs) going on and he was still able to do what he needed to do that made me not only so proud of him and i'm like dude I, I was his crutch at that point. <laughs> I was like, I'm your crutch, bro. Like, I'm your problem. <laughs> you know? And it, it, it took a lot for me to admit that I was the start of many mm-hmm. of the issues. And that was mm-hmm. hard to understand. I was like, oh, so I'm starting it. So I'm like, okay, okay. No, no. And, I was like, and I was like, me, nah, nah. But it wasn't, it, I wasn't recognizing it. Because it's just yeah. like, it's not about me. It's like, nah, it's not me. But girl, it was all me. Mm-hmm. It, it was all were me. You talking
0: all foolishness. Talking about, I'm, I'm taking the kids to Florida. Oh. I'm, I'm leaving you. I'm like, for what? I didn't do anything. I'm over here like.
1: This man didn't do nothing to me.
0: I'm like, I'm, I'm working. I'm training. I'm studying. This I'm going to school. This man like,
1: did absolutely nothing to me. And I was going buck wild in this house. <laughs>
0: Michelle, and this was like during my week of finals. I was oh a God. mad woman. And then uh, I, I was ready, and then my instructor comes in and is like, yo, Dre, you ready? I said, no, man. Like, what happened? Like, Steph said she's going to take the kids to Florida. She wants to leave me. He like, he's like, <laughs> don't think about her. Don't think about her. He's like, he's like don't think about her. I need you. <laughs> but sure yeah. enough, like
3: I did. I was got... <laughs> yeah. oh, 98. Yeah. Now
1: you're showing yeah. off. Now you're showing off. <laughs> no, but my thing is, it's like, but when he was through through all of that, through all of that, and he was still able to do what he needed to do because the whole purpose of him doing this was to provide for his family, right? Yeah, that was the whole reason for that. So the, I have to think of it the same way. I'm doing this therapy because I'm doing it for my family, yeah. you know, and that's how I have to think of it. Because sometimes I have to take myself out of this position and look at it from a different perspective, Mm -hmm. right? And again, that all goes credit to the therapist because homegirl was not trying to hear that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So stepping Mm -hmm. out of your place, stepping out of your comfort zone and being able to confront the issues that you have at hand. So I was super proud of him to kind of just deal with me and still Mm -hmm. move forward. And it's only been for the better. It's only been for the better, you know? And, and, And seeing him do that because I know that was a lot mentally on him. And yeah. he didn't go to therapy. And then when mm-hmm. he did, he got yelled at by me. So, like, <laughs> I'm like it was, oh, it like, was, it was, he was losing <laughs> the whole yeah. time. He was losing. But I knew <laughs> he loved me. That I knew. Like, I, I knew he loved me. Because to deal with all that and still be with me, I knew he loved me. <laughs> I don't know if that still <laughs> ties now. Y'all,
0: Puerto Ricans are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Y'all, crazy. Yeah. Like, okay, like, put, like it's just a stigma around like Puerto Ricans and stuff, you know? Like, I feel like.
1: We got blades in our mouths.
2: We're yeah, super like, loud. We, yeah, we just,
1: and we're like, we don't like. We have high blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, we
2: have high blood pressure. We're angry. We're like- angry all the time. Our cholesterol. High cholesterol because of, of the food we eat. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, okay, you think that, like, our, like, family members back then would have ever gone to therapy? No.
1: Oh, what? <laughs> okay, therapy was going well, to work. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. Like you know, it's just like oh, like therapy. No, like you're a grow up. Be a, be a man. Be whatever. Right, like, right.
1: That- but that's 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 also a, a lot of things that go with you know culture, and the machismo, and yeah, the, the yeah, whole yeah. idea that you must Cultural. so you must um, show strength and you must show you know dominance and things like mm-hmm. that. And that's another stigma that a lot of males have yeah. dealt with in the Hispanic community. So again, you, you have, you know, the females that are, you know, the ones that are supposed to stay home. And now that position has changed. Now there's a mixture of, you know, and in very independent women and very, it's so many different things that, that, you know, like go into that stigma that you mm-hmm. can't do this because, you know, you're Hispanic or whatever, you know, and I'm just, I'm just stubborn in general, but I think yeah. a lot of it goes to, what you mentioned is to sign like i'm an aries like i'm (laughs) that's i'm a fire sign i'm a bull so everything ram ram, excuse me excuse me (laughs) so for me it's like when i think of the horns it's like yeah that's me that's me to to the t so Mm -hmm. when you say that it's a lot about spirituality and it's about connecting in that sense i'm i believe it 110
0: we're opposites and we just yeah you make, it, are, uh, make it work.
1: I Scorpio, <laughs> are. yeah, but that that don't don't make it seem like it ain't. We we're
0: too uh, hard headed, <laughs> strong headed individuals. We always clashing.
1: You're a good Scorpio. I feel like I've heard about bad
0: Scorpios.
2: I've never talked to a Scorpio, but I've heard only bad things about. Them.
0: <laughs> bad things? What? Like what? Like personality? I don't body? know. Or, or I've or never like... experienced
2: them, but I've only heard bad things about Scorpios. So you're probably just a good one.
0: <laughs> Once you have a Scorpio, you don't go back. Look at, <laughs> look at Steph.
1: Oh my god! <laughs>
0: uh, no, your sister Scorpio.
1: Oh my god, that's right. Yeah. oh I'm telling you, you, don't even know what her birthday is. November seventh. <laughs> I was like, "Bro, like, I
2: know rolando's I know, a Capricorn, but that's so
0: funny." Yeah, my sister Scorpio. Oh my Me god. and sister, we and act the same way.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, psst. that's where we get along. So great. <laughs>
1: It almost makes me annoyed sometimes because they're, they're the same. They don't yeah, want to yeah. talk about their emotions. They want to well, keep everything to themselves. The
0: only opposite is that she's a female and she's more organized.
1: Oh, 110%. 110%. <laughs> like, I always look to Jen. I'm like, Jen, I need help here.
0: She was born, she was born with glasses and a planner.
1: Oh my God, <laughs> you better not say that.
2: She's going to beat you up. No, no, no. Yeah, it's always so neat, to mm-hmm. Do her whole chart. <laughs>
1: But I want to talk about something that you told your sister about. And it was um, the game called We Are Not Strangers. I would love right. for you to talk about that and how you introduce her. Because when <laughs> she was like, oh, you know, we have this new game. And I'm like, Michelle, you know, introduce it to us. And she told me about it. Mm-hmm. So if you could tell us a little bit about that, because we're like obsessed with this game. Obsessed. Oh my God, Yeah,
2: That makes me so happy. Um, I honestly don't even know how I stumbled across it. Like I said earlier, like I'm obsessed with quotes. I think I just like saw it on Instagram and like she, so when she first came out, she didn't have the card game yet. Or maybe she was working on it. I don't really know, but she was like posting quotes and I was like, oh, this quote is like so good. Whatever I post it. And then the, the card game came out and I was like obsessed with it. And so it's just like this game where it's three levels and you kind of just like sit and talk with people. That you're closest with, and who you want to like get to know more on a deeper level, and you just like talk. You pull a card, you read them, and you guys will answer it. And it's it's honestly, it's a lot of fun. That brand rules my life. Like I have all their accessories. Like me and my roommate are obsessed. We have like a tissue box. We have like their like. There's a sticker on my laptop that's from them. I have like all their clothes. Like just it's just such a good brand. Like for me, I like really resonated with it because. They talk about mental health, they talk about like relationships, they talk about just pretty much like everything. And um, yeah, I don't know, it's just, it's just a great it's a great game.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> at the same time it's, it's, a, it's a way to connect. Yeah. On a deeper level. Besides, you know, because yeah. everyone we just talk about, you know, like, like, like your sister said the last time in one of the episodes, like, you know, when we went on vacation you know, we all just know each other, just hanging out, but we never sure. go to each other to talk on a personal level.
3: Yeah, right, or to yeah. talk
0: on any, any of our problems or, you know, mm-hmm. we just know, hey, what's up, what's going on? Oh, this guy's real cool and but when we played in...
1: No, but you know why? I, you, know, you know why? I think that's the reason. The reason is I want to go to the group and not talk about my problem. I want to talk yeah. to my fun group, right? Mm-hmm. But then what happens is that fun group is not just a fun group. They're family now. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I, if you don't know nothing about me, that's my fault because I ain't tell yeah. you or you didn't ask yeah. <laughs> one yeah. or the other. So mm-hmm. the first night we ever played, um, we're no longer strangers with your with um, uh, Titi Jen and, and Ro. We were mm-hmm. literally on the table for like at least four hours. Yeah, she's, she's excellent.
2: Four, four hours. Four hours. And it's also what I like about the game, though. Too is like even though it's like a simple question, like you whatever you ask a question, and it's just like a All question. Oh, it's not it's simple
1: thought. about those questions, girl. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but like that's how it goes. But so you like one. It's a question that you've never really even thought to ask, and then like the people's answers are always like, "Oh my god!" Like I never even thought about that. Like you see their perspective of you from like whatever, and then also like it just turns into like a longer conversation. Like you'll have one card, and you'll be on the one card for like yeah a half hour. Oh, just, that like, was what, that exactly was what, what happened. Was. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! that's then you guys wait for four hours. Yeah, <laughs> and and had, and we
1: recorded up. it. We have it on. Uh, we we have it. We have it on the recorder. Yeah, we have it on the. So good. I have. I, like, I'm
0: trying to edit it because I want trying to release an episode just of the game itself. Yeah. Of our conversation.
2: I'm like at her, and then tell her that I need the mat. She has like a doormat that I've been dying to get. I <laughs> <She laughs> <to> restock it. <laughs> I like DM her I'm like, can you restock the doormat, please? So. That's
1: so funny. <laughs> but it's
2: well, so- And I also love that she has like different decks. So like, I just got a heal. It's called the Healing Edition. I just bought that one. Like every time she-, I send it- she-, she sends out emails. And every time I get an email, I'm like, all right, purchase. Like she has like a healing edition. She has like a self-love one that came out on that. There's one Relationship,
0: right? The one to get no, there's out one in
1: Relationship Bates. one. And there was the other one. A dating one. Right, 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 she right, right. Has, like, the, um, the Red Table Talk
2: deck. She has like a bunch of decks now with like designers. And I also bought, um, I just love it. It's great. Oh, she has like a self-reflection kit that came with like a journal. So you could like answer the card in the journal, which I've been doing. And it's like, so
1: amazing.
0: I love it. So, so there's no difference between the other one. Uh, what's called skin deep.
1: It's well, like, I'm saying that advertised
0: all over Facebook. You know, it's so
1: funny. It's like, it's
0: sim-
1: you know, it's similar, similar to this. Yeah. There's some, because of this trend with like yeah. home therapy and, and, and gaming i don't know i don't know if it's a card game or a game in itself but it's like there's other games that are similar to that there's another game that's called so and it has like three dots that come after it so it's like so like it tells you like oh um can you tell me a little bit about yourself can you tell me about what is bothering you in your life or can you so can you oh. tell me about yeah it's like all these different like cards that end up saying you know so i'm like okay and then there was sure. another one that's called Story Stitch. Now Story Stitch is also it's it, it, everything has the same premise. Like it has like um, uh, the card that you you know you 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 know bring up, and then it starts asking questions to start up a conversation. And you know with these type of you know that new trend of you know self therapy. I don't know. I don't know what else to call it. It's promoting sure. you know your self care. You know being able to talk you know, with others and maybe talk it to yourself. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself <laughs> Sometimes, and people think you, people think it's, it's crazy. No, it's not. You got to talk to yourself <laughs> either out of the, some decisions or into some <laughs> like, don't be afraid. <laughs> right. right, right, right. <laughs> you know, but I think I want to go back in terms of how, how important mental health is and how it's differed because of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and during the times of COVID, you know, we're, we're in it about a year, year and a half. Many people had to stay confined in their homes. You know, yeah. it's hard enough that you don't have the, the capacity to go to an office to, to speak to somebody about, you know, what's going on. But I think, you know, how, how did you still maintain your relationship with your therapist? And obviously through Zoom or through text messages and stuff like that. But how, how did you deal with that during COVID? Like how, how did, how was it for you?
2: Um, I honestly don't even know if I was doing it in quarantine. I think I was maybe like here and there. I don't think I did it as often, but so for me, she does just phone calls, which I'm not, I don't really like it just because I feel like when you're on a phone call, it's not the same as like being in an office. Oh, for like sure. I'm for not on sure. my phone. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not on my phone. Like I have no distractions. Like it's just me in the room with my therapist. Like, But whereas like I'm on the phone, I'm like in my bedroom. I'm like, you know, I'm like put on speakerphone and I could just like scroll through Instagram while I'm like talking to her and it kind of like defeats the purpose of it. Um, so we did phone calls, but I just feel like it wasn't as like, not as beneficial, but I feel like it was definitely a different experience, which I don't really prefer Phone calls at all. Like, I really kind of can't wait to get back into the office because I just feel like there's like a disconnect somewhere. Um, and maybe if it was Zoom, it would be different. I don't know. I can't really talk about it because I don't. I didn't really mm-hmm. experience it. But the phone calls, I just like really don't really don't really like. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what it is too. I mean, again, with technology, it's helped so much that we were able to still communicate with others, whether it's through FaceTime or through yeah, Zoom yeah. and things like that. So I think still having those options and still being able to talk to somebody was still beneficial. Yeah, You know, yeah. the suicide rate has gone up. Domestic violence went up during yeah. those times, and it was it was an it's an incredible jump from mm-hmm. from the time when COVID really you know started to dig deep in in, yeah. in, in into in, in the United States, but in in the world, in the world, you know. Yeah. But you know, and I feel
2: like a lot of people that actually started therapy after like, quarantine or, like, during quarantine because mm-hmm. it was just, like, much. Like, I feel like people were just so used to, like, all the distractions in the world until, like, have, having to, like, finally sit with themselves was, like, really just insane for them. Insane for, I think, I, for me, too. Just, I was like, going to say like, everything. Time. Yeah, anybody. Yeah. yeah, just, like, oh, my God, like, wow. Like, even though I was in therapy, like, obviously, like, I had highs and lows, like, you know, but I mean, it's good. I'm glad that more people are, like, doing it and, like, like you said like a uh, zoom and stuff is pretty cool especially for people that didn't have like it's also hard like if you're working like getting on a quick zoom call with yeah them, just,
1: I, yeah i would say like those year. that are working and that they're trying to go yeah, within yeah. different hours and
2: you know maybe yeah, a yeah. phone
1: call was the only thing that was available but you know it's yeah, just have that person. yeah 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 so it's just it's hard when you're trying to accommodate you know you you might, you might be in used to going to an office and then all of a sudden yeah. now you, you're like, now I got to go over Zoom. Like, what is this? You know, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's always difficult when, you know, when it comes down to those things. But at least, at least they were still open to, yeah. you know, still giving that advice or, you know, having, having that ear, you know, open yeah. to have that conversation. But, you know, I think that when it comes down to to mental health itself. Um, I was reading online on, are you familiar with Betterhealth.com? Uh, dot com. Mm, mm, I want to say yes, but I really don't know. Um, let me see here. It's like, um, th- it's been advertised on all Facebooks and it's usually, oh. um, it's usually with Facebook ads that I would see them and they would mm. go about, um, talking about how you're able to reach, you know, find your therapist and find your match in terms of, you know, yeah. finding and seeking health. And um, there was um, an article that they had here that it showed about what are the eight different ways to gaining better mental health. So, like the first thing was sharing your story. Mm-hmm. Obviously, sharing your story to let others know that you know they're not alone. That's a, that's beneficial, you know, just right. to anybody. And mm-hmm. um, number two was to educate yourself. Educating yourself on how mental illness is, what are the mm-hmm. different types that there are, um, what other means of sources resources that are out there for you you know to Mm -hmm. do your mental health you know uh, mental health uh self-care and you know and it's they also mentioned to talk to a therapist you know talking to a professional talking to a counselor and you know with all those taking into account it says also to focus on self-care self-care i think is the most hardest thing because self care can be so many things. Whether if it's just sitting down in a quiet room reading a book, or if you're journaling, right, or mental, f- mental, physical, you know, doing exercise, yeah. doing yoga, stuff like that. Like I feel like sometimes I miss the self care part of it because right. I'm always so busy doing everything else.
0: Right? Because some people's uh, ther- therapy is to go to the gym. You know that that's you know, yeah. shout out to my boy James who likes to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, that, yeah, that's, that's okay. their outlet. Right. Oh, and then yeah. they had a
0: hard time during COVID. Or or the or the, you know
3: Yeah. Or, or the
0: or the, or the was it gym gym rats, or they call it
1: <laughs> the gym rats. <laughs> <gym. laughs> yeah, yeah, or with all the gyms being closed and not being yeah. able to, you know, go out there and be with your friends and work out and support each other and do those things. That was hard. That's self care, yeah. that's hard. And, you know, going down the list, it also mentions about supporting those around you. So yeah. If you see somebody needs help, support them, whether if it's a phone call or, or cooking dinner or helping with the kids, even if it's something, you know, something yeah. as simple as that is to, you know, to support those that are around you. And, you know, there was also a thing that you mentioned before that there's other ways that we can help one another is by supporting a nonprofit mental health organization. So like with Better Health, this is also like a nonprofit that they also give websites so that they can go and offer different methods of or resources for you to reach out to others and other professionals. And then they have this great little section that they have what is called the um, is called the OC87 recovery diaries. Now, this through Better Health, they send a link where this particular website focuses on celebrities. And your regular people. And they mm-hmm. share this website and they have 10-year-olds talking about remote learning. They had other celebrities like BB REXA talking about her mental strength, you know, her mental struggles yep. through COVID. So, like, these recovery stories cover yeah. all bases. So, it also shares all these different perspectives. And it's just, like, it's important to share your story because there's other people out there. Like- yeah, so it's I- like the biggest it was like super, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is really, this is really, really nice. Oh my God. I love that. I didn't even know that was out there. Yeah. So like with this, this website in particular, share stories, people that are dealing with mental illness, you know, ranging from uh, bipolar, um, depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, and different mm-hmm. types of trauma. So they shared their stories. Like there was one particular one that was talking about gunshot wounds, uh, victims. Yeah, so it really digs deep, but it's a very, it, I, I was like, wow, I was, I was taken back by it because it was so important to see these different stories, you know, yeah. something that I might have gone through, somebody else might have gone through. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's super, super important to share your story.
0: Right. You know? Another one is uh, childmind.org. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: this institution is working on a new campaign for the month of May, Mental Health Awareness Month. You also have celebrity guests along with others sharing their stories about the importance of mental health and wealth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many different things from just this website along www.betterhealth.com. And Mm -hmm. it also involves so many different articles, peer reviewed people from other professionals in the field that have, Mm -hmm. you know, tons of experience and that they're, they have an understanding of how things work. You know, so I always like to go with people that are, you know, evidence based and, you know, there's research and things like that. And that's who I gravitate towards too. You know, don't get me wrong. I like to talk to other people, but, you know, if you ain't making sense, <laughs> I, I want to talk to you. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really cool. I think that that's out there because I feel like, you know, years ago that that, like, that would be unheard of.
1: And now oh, 100%. A- and, you know, I what helps is like you have a lot of celebrity backup, too. You know, like a lot of yeah, celebrities yeah. themselves they say, hey, hey, you're not alone. Yeah. And, you know, that's that definitely highlights that. But. um. Yeah. yeah. Masha, I wanna really thank you for coming on to this podcast and, you know, talking with us and talking about your experiences. Um, you know, about mental health. But is there anything else like you wanted to, you know, to discuss that you think it's important that you want the listeners to know? Or, you know, what is it that like you felt like this is good, but there's something else that I need to get off my chest?
2: <laughs> well, I'm gonna say about therapy, like it's not easy. And like I think that you could only go if you're ready to go because People can tell you, like, go to therapy, go to therapy, but, like, you won't do it. You have to, like, really want to do it and really commit to it because it's, like, a relationship. Like, it's something that you really have to work on. and something that's hard, not easy. It's difficult. And you have to want to, like, show up and just, like, continue to work at it and also just, like, self-reflect. Because if you go to therapy and you don't self-reflect and you don't, like... No, like oh my god like you know it's not gonna work for you like you can't just like go and be like yeah i go to therapy and i talk to my therapist and that's it like no you have to like put in the work like you have it's hard it's really hard yeah i mean i have my days like when i first went it was really hard for a couple months and for me it's also weird because like the things that i was talking about in therapy were kind of like after i left the therapist's office like the real life situations would happen that was like in like like synchronous
0: synchronization
2: yeah, it was, it was like, I talked about it in therapy and then like the next day, like something happened that was like making me work on whatever I needed to work on. Like, like an, an, an incident would happen and I'd be like, oh my God, I just talked about this in therapy. Like, why, why is it like happening now? Like, you know, it was kind of just like, you're working on yourself. So like the universe is like trying to help you to yeah, like, you
0: foretelling your own on situations there, your therapy. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, just, I would be like, what the heck? Like now I have to like heal this it's something that's coming out that I need to heal because I'm trying to heal it so it's like this is the universe saying it is a working working progress yeah yeah and it's not easy I mean it's definitely like you can't I for me I feel like it's an ongoing thing like there are days where like or like months my therapist I see her once a month now before I would see her like every two weeks and she's like oh you know you seem like you're in a better place like you know like we'll talk once a month and if you feel like you need talk to me like more like we'll just work around that so it kind of is just like whatever works for you like some people might do it once a week for me i think i did it once a week when i first started and then two weeks and then now it's been like once a month or like i'll go a couple months without talking to her but i definitely have days where i'm like oh i need to talk to my therapist mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, is, is mm-hmm. That okay
0: so like now for the days that you do have like you feel like you're struggling do you write those issues down and then when you get to your therapist look this is what happened a month ago or like you, you have a laundry list of things like this. Why <laughs> are you saying a laundry list? Before I had a laundry list.
1: Oh, she said she, no, she think, had one. <laughs> yeah. Before
2: I had like a laundry list, but I think I just keep a mental note of things. And then like, I'm like, okay, this happened. Like, let me bring this up in therapy or like, you know. Um, but I don't know. It's been crazy. <laughs> but I definitely recommend it to any, everyone. And I just have a question for Dirty. Yes. Like, how do you feel about, like, mental health and being, like, a male? Because I feel like that's something that, like, I don't know. I feel like guys,
1: like, there are some yes. guys that are yes. and some that, like, are, don't really. Michelle, um, I'm going to answer your question for you. I'm going to answer your question for you. No, question. no, no, no. Let me answer for you. You already heard it in early in the podcast. This man don't want to share his feelings. Mm. That's not true. Do you think it's
2: because of, like,
0: Society, or like as a like a personal no, thing like, like uh, similar situation. Like growing up, I really have Rolando and I. We both kind of much similar. Yeah, you know, we both similar perspectives, and we both didn't have anybody to open up to. Mm-hmm. You know, like we couldn't open up to my mom; she was never home. You know, my grandfather mm-hmm. was home. He was in Spanish. You know, like I, growing up, I wasn't comfortable speaking Spanish because I preferred speaking in English. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, and then and then in school, it was you know. I was getting bullied when I was younger. Yeah. You know, people always tease me all the time because I wore glasses and stuff. Like, you know, like I never said anything. I just kept it all in. You know, like now that I'm older, now I'm not afraid to to speak about it, like to to open up. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. You know, it, it depends. It depends. You know, like
1: thanks to me. Thanks to me. I take credit
0: for that. <laughs> but uh, for, for, <laughs> no, but from a male perspective, it's yeah. If, if somebody like like when you break that barrier. This art mm-hmm. facades, its like a form of weakness. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows weakness, you know. Like, and, and for a male, they never want to show weakness. They want to show strength. They want to show like they want to be—you know—masculinity is king. You know, like they want to be—you yeah. know—they have this tough facade that that you know in the exterior that no, they, they can't can't be broken.
1: Okay, so here's my argument with that. So yeah. here, here, here's what I'm, here's my response to that. <laughs> as I see you as a parent. I see that you are sensitive in certain situations. And then I see in certain situations that you're just really abrasive and you're really like brutal. So my thing is, is that how can you find that balance? Right. So there is, there is, there has been some times that I'm like, I have to like stop myself to say, Hey, 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 you gotta like, you gotta calm down like you gotta calm down. Right. Right. But that's not in a point of me telling you what to do. It's it's only in terms of like, I know what type of person you are and I only want you to be better. Right? Yeah. So, as a parent, he's he is a superb dad. Like, come through, my man, he's here. The kids, they love him, they adore him. But there Ooh. are sometimes like, I feel like he's still trying to learn. <laughs>
0: we all learn. You know. no, 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 no.
1: There's a difference between well, trying... I mean,
0: you mean, like, How to learn how to, like, curb my anger. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I I told you the last time. When it (laughs) comes to other people's kids, I have no issues. (laughs) When it comes to my kids, I have a problem. (laughs) Because I feel like I'm constantly reminding you to do the right thing. Right. and, and And to behave and stuff like that. And they do it to get under my skin, right? But and my, I have a short fuse. With okay, and, and it's and it's not just me. I'm pretty sure every parent, when it comes to their kids, they get, they get upset right away. No
1: argument. No argument for me. But what I'm saying is, your your thing is is that it it me. Is, I react.
0: I don't think. Yes,
1: that yeah, is. I know that. I know that. Okay, so we're working on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, and,
0: like afterwards, she like yo, you know, she like you, she she'll be like, you know, you messed up, right? You know, you didn't have to yell at him. I said. Then I then I start thinking about it, like, damn, I couldn't handle it differently.
1: But you see yeah. that shows how much growth I have. I didn't come yelling at him. I spoke to him. <laughs> <laughs> that shows your growth, girl. <laughs>
0: no, but but getting yeah. back getting back from a male's point of view, it's Yeah. It's it's hard, you know, like especially like I understand if uh from a guy's point of view if they had like post-traumatic stress growing up, they had to deal with like bullying, constant bullying and, and being tortured and joked upon. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand like they would want to like to therapy and stuff like that, you know, like we had to take Adrian, you know, for therapy. You know, but that was what was it for bullying and stuff?
1: Well, I mean, if you want to touch on that, we can. Um, I'll touch on it briefly. When he had instances in school that he was being bullied to a point that it would, you know, it affected him in the way he was performing in school, he, did not yeah, he would didn't want to lash out. He would lash out. He would lash out. So the Start thing flipping is, tables
0: and chairs and Yeah, it got it got bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was the underlying root for it is that the assumption was there was a problem at home.
0: Right.
1: That was what yeah. that was what always angered me in terms of like if there is something wrong with a child that is something going on at home that was not the case. Yeah, the case yeah. was was when he was at school the people that were bullying him were you know pushing him to the limit pushing him to the limit and nobody believed him nobody believed. I didn't see that either. Right. Nobody did. Until one teacher did. Until one teacher did and the teacher called out those bullies. Mm-hmm. And he had some sort of relief at that point. He's like, thankfully, somebody saw it. Thankfully, somebody believed me. Because mm-hmm. at, at one point, I, I stopped believing him. You know, as a mom, I felt terrible because I stopped believing him at one point. Because it's always the same story, the same story, the same story. Mm-hmm. But then when, you, when somebody else from the outside saw it and say, hey. He's not making it up. This is what it is. But we wow. took the therapy, you know, we took him to therapy. He had a <laughs> lot of things going on. We worked through it. We're still working through it. But I don't regret <laughs> taking him. I don't yeah. I'm not at all. I don't. Because I it's, it was, it's it's uh, it's not a reflection idiot. on me. It's not a reflection on him. It's yeah. a reflection of what we want to do better for him. He wasn't on medication because we refused. That was the one thing I was yeah. like.
0: Right, that's another thing. When it comes to like, like Michelle said, picking a therapist, some are big believers in science
1: <laughs> and
0: that everything can be cured <sighs> medically by taking pills.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. the The yeah. first, the first you know, guy was not a good fit. Yeah, but as even as a
2: child, like I feel like if you know, like I don't, I'm not gonna like condemn parents. Obviously, I'm not a parent, but I feel like you know, like when I was growing up, like I didn't really know how to express my emotions, and I don't really remember a time where someone just said like what's wrong like are you, do you want to talk about it like i know it's hard to grasp as like a 7 year old or like 8 year old but i mean even with my nephew sometimes i i like sit down and talk to him when he's like gives me an attitude i'm like i see so much of myself in him as like a 12 year old where i'm just like hey like you know do you want to talk to me like come you can tell me anything like i'm not going to judge you like you know i bought him a journal for his birthday and i was like if you ever feel sad like i want you to take this book and just like write in it like write your feelings down you know i don't know if you're going to use it but just, you know, writing in I was like, if you ever want to talk to me, I'm here. Like, don't worry. And just like constantly like telling him that I'm here for him because I feel like growing up, or I just don't remember anyone saying that to me. But like saying like, I'm here for you. Like, you know, like you can cry. Like your emotions are valid, you know, because I feel like when I was throwing tantrums, my mom obviously was like, cut it out. Like, you know, like you're being irrational. Cause I, I mean, I was, but I don't remember a time where they were just like, are you okay? Like, do you
0: want to talk about it? What, what are you feeling? Never, like,
1: what- never. Same here, never. So it's like, my mom, to your mom, yeah, your my mom-, mom was, my mom was a little different. Yeah. Like my mom, she would like, she, she saw the change in me, like right yeah. away. Cause I'm super high energy. And then all of a sudden, like, what's wrong? You're not yourself. What's happening. So I don't know if it was like just being inquisitive, but I was always yeah. asked that question because she saw like, it was like a big jump in my personality, you know? But it's good that he has
2: that because also like, I mean, I would have loved to go to therapy when I was like in seven, like,
1: however, I don't even know how old he is now, but like, he was, he was seven and he was in for a year.
3: Wow! Yeah. He was in for a year,
1: but it was more about, it was like play therapy and drawing and talking and stuff like that was 20 minutes once a week. um, Mm -hmm. And he, was able to speak to them about certain things that he Mm -hmm. couldn't talk to us about. And I was okay with it. I'm like, listen, Mm -hmm. sometimes there's some things that you don't need to share with us. I get that. (laughs) And I think, and I think by us doing that gave us the type of relationship that we have now, because he'll, he'll, he can talk to me about anything. Yeah. That's really important. You know, and he's still reserved with me. Yeah. But because of the way you blow (laughs) up, it's because of the way you blow up,
3: you know? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, but that, like, you see, you kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a parent. I can't really say anything. But, like, for my dad, like, my dad growing up, obviously, he would come home and yell all the time. And, like, I was just, like, scared of him. So, like, I just would never talk to him. And then, like, when you grow up, you, like, obviously, like, now I understand it, you know? And I, like, kind of removed, like, the parent title from my parents and kind of see them as, like, an actual human being now, now that I'm, like, of age where I'm, like, holy shit, like, I can't even imagine having triplets being a detective being yep. tarot,
0: five kids home, yelling and screaming
2: home, right? <laughs> like, annoying kids mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know come, i'm like i would never be able to do that at their age like i can't even take care of myself right now like, <laughs> think, like removing that like title of like parents and seeing them as like their own human being like being self has helped a lot because i'm like i just would never be able to do what they did at all i don't know but and it's also like obviously like I'm, I'm also reading this book about
1: like generational trauma or whatever
2: and just oh, you like gotta send parents, it
1: to me you gotta send it to me i want to read it i want to read it
2: i finished it today it's so good but it's just like thing that they ha- all have like everyone has their own traumas that they're like one didn't didn't heal so like or aren't aware of and like they're living this life and like now they have like they have un un what's the word like they have things that they haven't healed from and then they're also trying to be a parent and they're also trying to do all this stuff and like i'm expecting so much from them meanwhile like there's they're their own person like they have their own things going on like they're just like you know like they they had a kid like they had kids you know but it's just like i can't expect certain things from them anymore because i'm like they are their own person like they're not just my parent like they're
0: they got their own lives and
2: yeah at 12 years old i was like oh my god like why don't you do this 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 and this for me but it's like i
1: don't know like right, I, but, had, oh, but, I have so much going on right but that <laughs> comes from experience that that comes with age like you you said yeah. that you now that you are older and now you're putting yourself in their position yeah. or in in their perspective to say hey uh, what my, my, yeah, my, yeah. how am i able to do this how were how you able to do this so a yeah. lot of a lot of credit goes to to your parents, obviously to my parents, to all our parents. They did the yeah. best that they could. Yeah, you exactly. Know?
2: Yeah, and it's like more resources and stuff now. I feel that they didn't have growing up or whatever. So it's like it's different, but it's also like they they have their own life. Like I don't know, it's
1: crazy. <laughs> no, no, it is, it is. But again, Michelle, I want to thank you again for coming and talking with us. I mean, this episode really touched so many different layers and you know this is only scratching the surface you know the month of may really talking about mental health and you know it's it's so important it's so important um just to let everybody know where can they find you michelle
2: um and i use instagram i'm an instagram gal (laughs) it's um at michelle alexis with four s's
1: what <laughs> did
0: I not say that right said, Michelle <laughs> Alexis Wait four S's
1: but Michelle I want to thank you again and I want to let our listeners know about you know checking out our previous episodes on, on mental health on first episode one we talked about remote learning which talked about dealing with staying at home while remote learning and especially on the mental health of children and staff as well we also had episode six that also talked about teaching during COVID and, you know, we discussed like the whole how it all went down teaching during COVID because, you know, you're one minute and you're in the classroom. The next behind a computer you're screen, home. you're home, you know, and then uh, our other episodes um, in March, we focused all about essential workers. Now, with with that in itself, the essential workers, their mental health was tested in more ways than one. So yeah. if you guys have an opportunity to go ahead and check those episodes out. You know, it's all about mental health. It's all about the, the well-being of everybody. You know, we're all trying to live life and be regular humans. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's hard in itself. And then you have everything else on top of it. You know, doesn't make anything, you know, easier. But I want to thank, thank you again, Michelle. Thank you for sharing your story with us. I would love to have you back for another session. Talk about more mental health and talk about just life, girl. Just life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me, guys. No, no, no problem. This is fun. <laughs> this hope you have fun. I hope you have fun. I hope you have fun. <laughs> she felt this is,
0: this is her therapy session for the week.
1: Yeah. But you no, ain't no, got to no. pay, <laughs> pay her. You ain't got to pay her. You
0: ain't got to pay us on the house. <laughs> you
1: ain't got to pay us. <laughs> on the house. <laughs> well, All right, guys. This is Table for Four. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care, y'all.